thank you for joining us. Um, it's now less than 24 hours before Shemitah is going to begin. Um, and for people living in Eretz Yisrael, the farmers have been working on this already for some time. They're thinking about um, maybe I have to plant things before Shemitah and certain pruning that has to happen beforehand. Um, I may have to work with my greenhouses that I have. Um, I have greenhouses that have to be adjusted to make them suitable for Shemitah produce. I have even some people who plant in a specific way in months and months before Shemitah to make something called the Sadenir in order to be able to plant again before Shemitah. What kinds of special preparations they're making because there are restrictions on what they're allowed to do during Shemitah. And it's not just farmers. Homeowners are doing the same things. They're thinking about, I have flower pots and I have gardens that I have to think about weeding and watering and all different kinds of things that they have to think about even if they have, they're not farmers. And they have to think about, can they do digging and uh, construction in, in their backyards, um, which may affect uh, Allah So they're planning beforehand, thinking what they have to do. Um, and the truth is, even the area, the city, the city councils of each of different parts of Eretz Yisrael are also planning these things. They trim the palm trees before Shemitah because they're not going to be able to do the same during Shemitah. They're just watering schedules and plant things and things like that in order to comply with the halachas of Shemitah. So these preparations have been going on already for months uh, as people um, in Eretz Yisrael are getting, are getting ready and seeing what they have to do in order to be able to follow the halachas of Shemitah. But the people who, in a way, may have, have it the hardest um, are, manu- in a certain sense, are manufacturers. And these people who manufacture and export items, um, if they um, basically close down for Shemitah because they have no produce, they have nothing to work with, then not only do they stand to lose business during Shemitah, but they can lose their clients permanently. Um, think about someone who's you know, exporting his produce and shuts down for you know, months and months or a whole year. Um, his clients are gone. He'll have no customers to go with. So some of them say, I have no option. What am I supposed to do? And they rely on the Hetem Um It's a way that the land is officially sold, and therefore um, they can have the same produce that they had the whole year, and they can go on business as usual. Okay? Those people, if they do that, um, they, will, they will lose their Mahajan Hashkacha, and almost all the national American Hashkacha will also withdraw Hashkacha from that, because um, they don't rely on, on the Hetem Achira. So that means to say is there are some products that you know, all the time have a regular reputable hashkacha, but come Shemitah or thereafter, all of a sudden we'll lose the hashkacha. So consumers should keep their eyes open and make sure to check packages because what had a hashkacha today may not have a hashkacha tomorrow um, once it's already Shemitah and these people chose to not comply with what would be considered standard. But others say, no, we're going to follow the halakhas of Shemitah. We, want to, we have to find some way to keep our businesses running. So they have some different options. They may buy produce from out of Eretz Yisrael. They may buy produce that grows in the uh, political borders of Israel that are out of the borders of uh, what halakhali is Eretz Yisrael. Certain parts of the land are not technically part of Eretz Yisrael. They don't have the rules of Shemitah. They can buy from greenhouses. As I mentioned, there are are greenhouses that can be designed properly so that there's no problems. The produce that grows there is not within the rules of Shemitah. They can buy from non-Jewish farms. Non-Jews who own farms in Eretz Yisrael, they can buy that produce. And all those things that I just mentioned, each one of them has their own little questions on how well issues to it. And many of these products will therefore be marked. They'll, they'll say on the package, I'll say, Yavul Nachru, it came from a non-Jewish farm. It came from Matzah Menutag, from a, a, a greenhouse. It came from Shishis, I had it from leftover from the sixth year. In other ways, it came from Shemines, and different ways that I'll mention, so consumers know what they're getting, and whether, how they comply with the rules of Shemitah, um, whether that's appropriate. Now, 
all, all that that I just mentioned about manufacturers, um, that's all good and fine for produce um, that has hashkoch on it. You buy, so, you know, I don't know, french fries or some, some kind of packaged food, you'll see what, what your hashkoch is what tells you that these people are complying with Allah as a shemitah. The hashkoch that's on there is what tells you that they follow the rules of shemitah just like they follow all the other halachas in your day. Uh, the person has to. Um, but now, that's all fine and good for those kinds of items that have hashkoch on them. What about for raw vegetables? So, raw vegetables um, have, they don't have hashkoch on them, they're just raw, you know, peas and carrots. So, raw vegetables have two halachas that are relevant to us. The first is, that when we want to know whether a vegetable does or does not belong to Shemitah, that vegetable is decided by its harvest, which is to say is, any vegetable harvested starting a day from now, starting from Rosh Hashanah until next Rosh Hashanah, if it was harvested during Shemitah, it's a Shemitah produce. Um, so that means the, the, there will be Shemitah produce on the market in 24 hours from now. Um, people will be, if someone harvests something, starting Rosh Hashanah. But the second thing, which is even, which is restrictive, which is, is that Chazal were concerned that people would plant on Shemitah and say that, you know, things grew by themselves. So Chazal made an issa called Tzvichin, and that is to say is any vegetables that grow during, that are harvested during Shemitah, those vegetables are completely awesome. They're not, they're not, you're not allowed to eat them at all. Which is to say is that in Eretz Yisrael, the big exporters for us in Chutz are big exporters of carrots and herbs and peppers and probably some other things as well. Um, any of those, any of those items that are exported from Eretz Yisrael, starting from Rosh Hashanah of this year, to Rosh Hashanah from a year from now, all of those items um, are also as Svichen, unless they were if they were grown without following the rules of Shemitah. Um, the truth is that not only do they export those, that produce during the year, during every year, during Shemitah they export even more than usual. And that's because the local population is more uh, sensitive to Shemitah concerns and won't buy a lot of that produce. And therefore, it gets shipped to the overseas market for people who are not aware or, or not, uh, don't even realize that that's what it is. So, um, the good, the good news for us is that here in the United States, the law is that if you, if you in a fruit store, or at least here in Illinois, I should say, um, in a fruit store, um, the uh, marks everything to the country of origin. So you see, pack, you, you see, you know, fruits, uh, you see vegetables out there on, on the shelves, raw vegetables, they're marked where the country of origin is, and therefore you can look at the sign and tell whether it came from Eretz Yisrael or whether it came from someplace else, uh, and know yourself whether there's a concern of Shemitah for that item. Um, locally, locally we have two other options aside from checking country of origin, and that is um, there are two stores that sell fruits and vegetables that are under the CRC hashkacha. First is Ted's. Um, we're there, just the fruits and vegetables are under hashkacha. Hashkacha, in the sense, means is we make sure that all the mitzvahs at Chulis Barats are taken care of. For all year round, it's oh, every year it's for Chumas and Isis, Arla, um, and for and for. Um, Shemitah, it means that we also make sure that the produce is not coming from away from Shemitah, which would not meet our standards. Um, that's, that's in Ted. So you go to Ted's and buy fruits and vegetables there uh, without concern of Shemitah. And in Sierra's tent, we're there. The fruits and vegetables are again, we, we oversee and make sure that the mitzvahs and tulis parts are taken care of. But even more so, um, we have the whole store is under certification. So you could walk into any shelf and buy anything off the shelves. Um, and it's all checked and made sure that it is kosher, and tar standard. Now, so far we've, I've been mentioning about vegetables, fruits, 
um, don't have this halacha of sfichin. They don't have this restriction that they're always usher if they if they're shmita produce, but they do have something called kedusha shvias, which means to say is if it's a fruit that's considered shmita fruit, you can't waste it, you can't discard it, you can't export it, you can't buy or sell it, um, you can't use it even in not typical use. So you have to treat it properly. If you were to come across that fruit, um, you, you should ask and find out more details. I just said it all in you know ten seconds. Um, and the other part is that for fruit, the rules of shmita. Not, the shmita of fruit is not when it's harvested. It depends on when it reaches a certain stage of growth, which is to say is that shmita of fruit will not be coming to the market until well into the year. Maybe at the end of the winter or the spring will we first start seeing fruit that's from shmita, which is to say fruit that's harvested right after Rosh Hashanah will not be shmita fruit. It'll be from, it will not be considered shmita fruit. We, we won't see the shmita fruit till later in the year and then into the, com- the year from now, in, in, you know, 18 months from now, it'll, it'll be going on for. Um, so um, the, the most famous example of it, the mo- mo- will most all of us will come across is that the esroikim that we will use, not this sukkahs, but in a year from now sukkahs, those esroikim, if they came from Eretz Yisrael, will, have, will be shemitah produce, and they will have special rules with them. Um, I'm sure we'll hear about that as we come closer to that, sh- to that year. Now, in order to navigate all this, to figure out, you know, all these fruits and vegetables, when they come to market, where they are, are they from shemitah, are they from, and what they are, um, there are different groups in Eretz Yisrael that produce um, pr- provide information for people so they can find these things. Um, we rely on the charts, uh, the charts made by Rabbi Frati and his group of people who are, take care of these things. Um, the, the original charts come in Hebrew. Uh, we're in the process of actually translating to English to make it easier for our people to work with. And that helps us understand when someone picks up a fruit or vegetable, they want to know, is this from Shemitah, is it not from Shemitah, what's the status, and this and that. We can check on those things. So, so we, I'm talking now about raw fruits and vegetables, frozen fruits and vegetables will last even longer. Um, they have a much longer shelf life, they last even longer, so it's not just during Shemitah and right after, they last for longer. And the ones with even longer shelf life are things that are preserved, like canned goods um, or wines that last for many years afterwards and can show up from, you know, many years after Shemitah, even though they were, even though they were Shemitah produce. So, just to, to summarize, um, Shemitah is starting now. Um, it's starting in less than 24 hours. Um, People have been prepping for it for months. Uh, individuals and manufacturers and farmers have all been prepping for many months. For us, as far as, you know, people here, um, vegetables will be shmita produce coming here, you know, in a, in a few days from now already. As soon as anything harvested already from Rosh Hashanah, it'll last for the whole year. And fruits will be starting in a couple of months from now, and they will last for, give or take, a year after that, well into the next Jewish year.